Hello, people, and welcome to Surveillance Reports 23, covering news between October 4th and October 10th of 2020. Quite a spooky time. This week's news is pretty slow, to be honest. We only had 13 sources, which might be a record low, um, which is a welcome change after last week, which was a record high. Today's report is going to feature one of our affiliate plans, ProtonMail, a privacy and security-oriented email provider that is developed to protect you. It's one of our favorite recommendations to lean people towards as they are proponents of open source, implement fantastic security standards, value privacy, allow you to easily pass or protect messages to users not using ProtonMail, and they don't have to use PGP, and even make disappearing messages that delete after a certain amount of time. We recommend ProtonMail to anyone regardless of how they sign up, though if you do sign up and go with ProtonMail, you can use our affiliate link down below if you want to support our channel and our other projects. We really do appreciate that. Let's start this week with companies. As always, the first being an unlikely entity best known for their clothing. H&M was hit with a GDPR fine, the EU privacy regulation, for its employees' surveillance inside Germany. The company was found to be excessively monitoring several hundred employees in 2014 in a service center, which included recording details about their private lives, including things like family issues and religious beliefs. This wasn't discovered until 2019 during a data exposure thanks to a configuration error. H&M has said sorry and has taken full responsibility for this. This was an article from a couple weeks back that I missed, again, in Germany. Tutanota, the private email provider, was pressured to implement surveillance, likely in the form of a backdoor on their customers because of a Sheck case, pushing the prosecutors to, well, target Tutanota. Tutanota held their ground and refused to cooperate in court, even having their owner threatened to be arrested, but they eventually won, so this is fantastic news for people, though I doubt it's the end. Tutanota is another great email provider along with ProtonMail, and we recommend both. Last company is Tesla. Probably about a month or two ago, Tesla pushed out a software update to their vehicles, which officially utilizes the interior webcam, though it's opt-in and a user has to agree to using it. Green the Only, an individual who is always digging into Teslas, found some markers which tell us what the camera is currently being utilized for. These markers include blinded, dark, eyes closed, eyes down, eyes normal, eyes up, head down, head trunk, looking left, looking right, phone use, sunglasses, and more. These will obviously be touted as safety features, which go along with the use of autopilot, but as always, Tesla is awful at being transparent with how exactly it collects this data, when, and what they do with it. Do not expect to ever get an answer for when your camera is activated and what data Tesla will store about you. If you want to be safe, um, until one day you maybe get an answer for this, tape up that webcam and do not opt into the data collection. That was all for companies this week. Now let's move on to research. First, we've previously discussed third-party antiviruses in both our free course, Go Incognito, as well as its own dedicated video on YouTube. And in general, yes, the rule of thumb is to stick to just Windows Defender if you can. One of the reasons for this is privacy, since a third-party company will now be gaining access to all of your data, and sometimes despite some of the added security offered by third-party antiviruses and better detection rates, there can be additional exploits thanks to high privileges used by these antivirus providers. This research actually turns some things on its head. 
First, yes, there were vulnerabilities in Kaspersky, McAfee, Symantec, Fortinet, Checkpoint, Trend Micro, Avira, and Avast. Where things get interesting is Windows Defender was here as well. So a reminder that antivirus software is not the end all of security and the best case scenario is utilizing a system which doesn't necessarily need a 24 seven antivirus running like possibly macOS or Linux. Now, just because these vulnerabilities exist doesn't mean you should avoid all antiviruses on Windows, since for some, if not most users, the likelihood of downloading something malicious out of user error is greater than the vulnerabilities, like in this research, being utilized in the real world. Uh, we've covered antiviruses more in a lesson of Go Incognito, which I will leave in the description. The second and last research was from a group of hackers in the Apple Bug Bounty program who spent three months digging into everything they could in Apple's infrastructure. It is very, very long. The TLDR is they found 55 vulnerabilities, 11 of which are critical in severity. Apple rewarded them almost $300,000 for their work, and that will likely increase over time. So congrats on a nice little bounty. In their actual report, they seemed very optimistic and positive about Apple's bug bounty program, calling it a massive step in the right direction. If you are interested in this story, this report will likely take you close to an hour, if not longer to read. That's how thorough it is. So if you enjoy this kind of stuff, check it out in the sources below. Now let's move on to politics this week, which was our heaviest category of the week. The U.S. continues to be problematic, with the IRS being investigated for using location data without a warrant. Sound familiar? If you watched the surveillance report last week, this will sound very familiar. This data came from a contractor that tracks Americans. This has been a pattern with government entities who aren't directly collecting this data on U.S. citizens, but buying it from others who do collect the data. Thankfully, Senator Ron Wyden and Elizabeth Warren demanded a formal investigation into this practice with the IRS. The company that gave them all of this data is Fentil, which is the same company that the U.S. Customs and Border Protection paid for for a global data set, which would include people outside of the U.S. as well. People, your data, it defines who you are, where you go throughout the day, and it reveals a lot more than you think it does. And there are individuals, companies, governments, hackers, and more who want to get access to this information. This is the reality of 2020, and it's only going to get worse over time. This is why we should care about privacy, since ownership of your data is simply ownership of yourself. If you don't know who's following and tracking and selling and doing whatever they want with everything you do throughout the day, can you truly say that you're living freely with any form of control? You're probably listening to this report today because you value privacy, and if that is the reason why you're here, I encourage you to share this article with your friends and family, because these are the things that fly under people's radar. Everyone pays taxes, Everyone has to go through the IRS. Everyone deals with this stuff on a day-to-day -day basis, and it impacts them regardless if they have anything to hide. It's not over either, since Google has been found in a court record to give away data on people who searched for a specific keyword. So normally it's been expected that investigators can request a specific individual's data from Google, especially when it comes to uh, something that's law related. But this case applied to anyone who searched for a certain keyword. So this is a violation of privacy considering anyone's data could have been caught in this investigation, as the IP address and other data was sent to investigators of everyone who searched for a specific keyword, not a specific individual. This is beginning to concern many as some people have been arrested for being in the wrong place at the wrong time 
from geofence warrants, and attorneys are now worried this could happen for searching something on Google thanks to this case. Several people are calling these reverse search warrants unconstitutional, and this is another thing that can impact anyone, even if they do nothing wrong. If a local restaurant is victim to an attack, and you searched for that restaurant on the day of the attack, your data may fall in the hands of those investigations, and you may be found to be a suspect in the case without even knowing. So some spooky things to think about. Um, switch your search engine. Global news starts with the EU, who seems a bit ahead of things by limiting government spying on citizens' mobile and internet data. The ECJ has ruled that member states cannot collect mass mobile and internet data on citizens, and it said forcing internet and phone operators to hold onto traffic and location data is against the law. These are just some concerns, but still a step in the right direction, versus the US seems to take a step back every week. Before the next story, I want to share with you a fun strategy to implement otherwise invasive surveillance that people wouldn't allow in a much more sly way with a high likelihood of success. First, step one, give people access to something they want. More security, more technology, more features, anything that seems attractive. Second, wait for something bad to happen. A terrorist attack, a pandemic, a murder, a protest, anything. Third, tell people they could have prevented that bad thing from happening if they turned these tools into surveillance tools. Well, the UK has found this to be a fantastic strategy, since originally there were AI cameras used in London and other cities originally developed to track flow of traffic, cyclists, pedestrians, and monitor road use. Something bad happened, COVID-19, and now these cameras are used to register the distance between pedestrians, and they share this data with the government in order to maintain social distancing. Our last political news of this week comes from Pakistan, who has banned TikTok over concerns of its immoral and indecent videos. I picture a game of bingo, and each country gets a random, unrelated reason for wanting to ban TikTok. US picked national security, Pakistan picked NSFW. That's pretty much what it is. Let's move on to FOSS news. First, Nextcloud, the open source suite, introduced version 20 of Nextcloud Hub, bringing along a lot of awesome new features and improvements. If you use Nextcloud, check it out since there are a lot of new changes and improvements that would take some time to cover here in this report. The last FOSS news is the free software foundation turned 35 this week. Happy birthday. Not sure why we celebrate birthdays, but... We do, so there's that article. And finally, our misfit of the week is John McAfee. There's like a 10% chance he's in the misfits of every surveillance report, and we got lucky this week. He's been arrested in Spain on charges of tax evasion, which shouldn't surprise you since he constantly tweets and makes videos talking about how and why he doesn't pay taxes. To make this more fun, McAfee's Twitter account has still been tweeting stories from McAfee in prison, and um, as you can imagine, they are pretty entertaining to read. So yeah, check out his Twitter if you're interested. And that was the surveillance support. Again, if you're looking to switch or create a new email, there's definitely Tutanota, which is another great platform, which we talked about earlier in this video, but ProtonMail is also fantastic and they have an affiliate link. So we recommend both and you can use either and sign up on your own. Though, if you do want to support us, there's only a ProtonMail affiliate link below that does support our channel, communities, and other projects we work on at no additional cost to you. We really appreciate it if you go through that, but we're just happy you're switching to any better email provider. 
Thanks for watching everyone. Make sure to like the video on YouTube or star slash rate or follow on whatever platform you're listening in to the podcast if you're listening to the podcast. We've just been added to Amazon's new podcast thingy, so you can listen from Amazon now as if anyone uses that, but it's there. Thanks again everyone and see you next time.